Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets liberated from regret. If you hear anything in the background, it's some type of insect, so we're going to press forward and press through. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Liberated series. I encourage you, if you have not already, to share and listen to part one of this series. For those who are tuning in for the first time, my aim for this series is to shed some light on the liberating power of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus sets us free, we are free indeed. But to walk and live in that freedom or that place of liberation, it is of extreme importance for the one liberated to believe in their freedom. And it is their responsibility to walk in freedom despite what comes in their life trying to put them right back into bondage. Walking in freedom is or can be a challenge, especially when one is not used to living free, thinking free, or talking free. But the motivational aim, liberated from regret, it is an encouraging one because it targets in on some of the experiences most people go through when they regret something. Whether it's something they said, something they did, the regret is evident, and if that regret is not checked, the regret becomes a trap where Satan can come on in and keep somebody bound. Now, for those who do not know, regret can be defined as a feeling of sadness about something, or it can be sorrow or remorse for an act, a fault or disappointment someone experienced. Regret can eat away at a person's thoughts, and it can even distract someone from doing what they need to do. Why is that? Because regret spreads through a person's mind, their heart, and emotions like wildfire. And this can happen even when the initial act that created this sense of regret occurred has long passed. Regret will creep in, and it could be a month later, Five years later, 25 years later, 60 years later, where one could feel regret for the things they did. And there's nothing wrong with being upset about how something turned out based off of one's actions. But it's a different ball game when one can't move forward in life despite the regret. It's serious business when a person cannot get past regret. They keep going to it, crying to it, bringing it up, talking about it, wishing they could change things that they can't go back and change. The act is done. The solution now is, or the aim towards the solution, should be to go to God and ask him to guide you or guide that person through those emotions where they can experience liberation from that bondage. The aim is to do what God called and commanded you to do. And this is easier said than done. But after going to God first and praying to him, it's important to ask God to show you and reveal to you the people who you can go confide in. And that could be a trained counselor, some trained professional who can assist you or assist a person in these issues of regret. Feelings of stagnation. They need somebody to talk to. They need some help navigating through the storm.
this occurring storm. And as I touched on earlier, regret can eat away at your time if you let it or if you don't check it. There are a lot of things I regret, but I can't live in that regret. I have to keep pressing forward. Yes, those regrets come up, but I know I can't change anything. I can't go back in time. I can't do that. I can try to make things right where I am right now. But I have to keep pressing forward. And for some of you, that is your story too. You might think about the regret, but the aim is to not live and operate in the past. It's good to recognize what happened, and that's all right. It's good to evaluate what happened, what you could have done better. That's all right too. But staying there and beating yourself up, that's no way to live. And that is not what Jesus wants for you. It's good to go back, think about what you did, some things you could have done better, some things you could have executed properly. If you have the opportunity, go do the right thing, and you know what the right thing is to do in your situation. But we can't go back. We cannot go back. We can only move forward. That's how God designed us, to move forward. And Peter... One of Jesus' disciples, he experienced regret. And this is a popular account in Scripture, but Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, denied Jesus. He made it appear as if he didn't even know who Jesus was. And he did that because of what was going on with Jesus. The night Jesus was seized and brought to the high priest's house, Peter followed He wanted to see what was happening with Jesus. And this account can be found in Luke, the 22nd chapter, and I encourage you to read it. Jesus was seized. He was brought to the home of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance, giving enough space so people wouldn't put it together that he was with Jesus. But he wanted to see what was going down. There was a courtyard and someone kindled a fire and people were sitting down together. Then as the fire was burning and there was some light, a servant girl saw Peter and looked at him closely to make sure she saw what she saw. And then she says, y'all, this one of the guys who was with Jesus pointed at Peter. Peter heard her and he denied it, saying, girl, chill out, chill out. What you talking about? I don't know him. I do not know him. And after Peter gave that response to the girl, people left him alone. Then, a little later, someone else saw him and said, Hey, yeah, you one of them. Yeah, you one of them. You one of Jesus' disciples, aren't you? I know you look real familiar, man. You look real familiar. Then Peter got a little aggressive with the man and said, Man, I am not. People keep saying that, man. I'm not with that man, man. You got me confused with somebody else. So, people left him alone. Then an hour or so went by, and then somebody else walked up and said, Hey, certainly this man is also with him. He's from that town too. Same town as Jesus. That's him. He one of Jesus' boys. 
But Peter responded, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately when Peter denied Jesus three times, a rooster crowed. Then Jesus turned and looked at Peter and Peter remembered his prior conversation with Jesus, which you can read about in Matthew, the 26th chapter. But Jesus told the disciples what would happen to him. And Peter heard the news and told Jesus that he would never leave Jesus. He would never abandon Jesus. Peter told Jesus he would never deny Jesus, no matter how hard things got. Peter said he had Jesus' back, but Jesus told him, Truly I tell you, Jesus said to Peter, Tonight, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So we're jumping back to Luke, the 22nd chapter, when Peter was telling everybody he didn't know Jesus. The third time he did it, the rooster crowed. Jesus looks at Peter. And Peter remembered what Jesus said. Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. When Peter realized what he did and what he didn't mean to do, he regretted it. And he went out and wept bitterly. And some of us can relate with Peter. Where we emphatically stated what we would never do. We would never do those people like that. We would never say that. We would never do that to God. We would never go down that route. We would never pick that up. We would shut that down and we would shut that off. And then we do the very thing we stated we would never do. And we meant it with great intention. We fail. We fall. We falter. We find ourselves looking at Jesus, looking at God, weeping bitterly. That is why I said it's all right to recognize the wrong and recognize the regret. We can cry about it, but the issue happens when we go out. And since we are in a regretful state, we start walking away and going away from God. We go away from God because we're ashamed, we're embarrassed, we're hurt, and we think he doesn't want anything to do with us anymore. But God loves us even in our seasons and states of regret. There is absolutely nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And Peter was hurt. He denied Jesus. He regretted it, and that regret was bondage. Jesus was lied on, crucified, and where was Peter? He wasn't around. Where was he? Was he somewhere regretting what he did, that he didn't feel worthy enough to be around Jesus? Did he feel that he messed up so bad it was best to just stay away? Did Peter deal with this regret the best way he knew how? And that was just watch Jesus from a distance, although he was going through so much, he just stayed back, bound by shame and regret. What if Satan was telling Peter, wow, <laughs> what kind of disciple are you? You left Jesus, talking about you want to imitate him, but you neglected your boy. 
You left Jesus. You denied Jesus. You aren't worthy of living, Peter. Look at what you did to your boy. <laughs> You're weak. You're soft. They talking about you a rock. Boy, man, you weak. You aren't strong. There's no future for you <laughs> outside of God, outside of Jesus, and you walked away from him. All that time you invested in following Jesus and look how you messed up. Boy, you sorry. You sorry, man. You might as well let this live in the way God told you to live. Act. <laughs> let it go. Go back to what works. You weren't equipped. You can't hang with Jesus. Hey, but you can hang with me. You know what I'm saying? You can be on my team. Follow me. I mean, look at you. I mean, you can't let people know that you're a follower of Jesus because you didn't stick with Jesus. And if you can't let people know you are a follower of Jesus through your actions and you're denying them, you don't need to be going around people trying to encourage them. Hey, just let that teaching people, encouraging people, preaching to people about the goodness of Christ, let that go. Because you don't. You don't live that life. You're not about that life because you left him high and dry. What if Satan was telling him that? Peter was already experiencing his own regrets and Satan just used that as an inroad to come on in. He saw him weak, saw him walking away from Jesus. It was like, oh, you walking away from Jesus and you walking towards me. Let me go ahead and start talking to you. What if Satan told Peter, yeah, man, you messed up, Peter. He was over there being all hard on Judas, you and the other disciples. <laughs> Y'all was talking about how Judas betrayed Jesus, but I mean, what's the difference? You denied him. I know Judas was bad for selling him out, but even when he sold him out, he never said he didn't know Jesus. You said you didn't know him. Boy, you just as bad as Judas. And you talking about you a follow of Jesus? You say you love God and you deny him? Peter, let me let you know right now there's no hope for you. Give up, walk away. You're a loser. What if all of those thoughts were going through his mind? Now we know something was going through Peter's mind because when you read John the 21st chapter, Peter went back to fishing. Jesus called him away from that profession to do a greater work in a greater capacity. But when that regret set in and he thought there was no hope for him, he went right back to the very thing Jesus took him out of. And that can happen with regret. We find ourselves going in one direction, but something happens. We are either hurt triggered, sad, we make a decision in that regret and it takes us back when we're supposed to travel forward no matter what. The regret can, if we allow it, it can physically take us back or it can take us back mentally, emotionally, relationally, financially, and developmentally but we find ourselves going backwards because we feel far away from God and we won't forgive ourselves when God is willing to forgive us. We're out here beating ourselves up, beating ourselves up and down 
when all God wants to do is let us know he loves us. We want to just go away and we want to go figure it out, not knowing that we don't know how to figure it out apart from God. In a sense, we look like Adam and Eve when we operate in regret and we try to walk away from God in regret, thinking we can function without him. We think we can move forward without him. Just think about what happened with Adam and Eve. They did something they were not supposed to do. They regretted it. And then they tried to hide from God. They tried to cover up their regret apart from God. They tried to make clothes for themselves to cover up with no needle or thread. And they were doing that apart from God. And God saw it and God looked at it saying, Hey, what's going on? What are y'all doing? Did y'all do something y'all had no business doing? Oh, y'all are walking in regret. Mm. I understand it hurts, but you have to move forward. You won't make it with those leaves and those clothes. They won't help you. But let me go ahead and make some garments for you and cover you, even in your regret. That is what God does for us, too. He covers us and still requires us to move forward. He doesn't want us wallowing in the pity of regret. Now, Satan, he has a problem with that. He has a problem when a person is walking in regret and they decide to cast their regret, their cares onto God. Because if a person casts their regret and their cares and their feelings about the regret to God, then God can help them through that. And God's going to be talking to them. They're going to be seeking God. They need God. They're going to praise God, pray to Him, stay in constant communication with Him. Oh, that's going to aggravate Him. No, in His mind, He benefits When we wallow in the pity of regret. He benefits from that. He doesn't want you moving forward. Because the more you wallow in pity. And the more you stay in regret. And the more you move backwards. You aren't moving forward and you can't help people. You can't share your testimony on how God liberated you from regret. He doesn't want you sharing the good news of Jesus' liberating power. No, he wants you to think about how you just cursed somebody out. He wants you to think about how you denied God after all he did for you. He wants you to stay stuck in whatever regrets you've experienced or the ones you're experiencing right now. Satan does not want you taking your regrets to God, asking God to guide you and help you and restore you. Or even grant you the courage to go make things right. Even if it is an apology to clear something up, to get something off your chest. No. Mm -mm. He doesn't want that. He wants you to think about it. Think about it in a manner where it's unhealthy. He wants you to cry about it. He wants you to cry about it so much where you are so fixated on the regret where you're not even paying attention to the great things God is doing for you. 
He wants you to feel sorry for yourself. He wants you to be so fragile. So when people bring it up or talk about it or hint at it, you go run away and hide or feel shamed. Because in those scenarios, in those circumstances, Satan has control in that setting. But when God liberates you, when Jesus liberates you from regret, you have the confidence and the boldness to say, yeah, that happened. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I was wrong. I messed up, but I'm moving forward. I'm sad that happened that way, but I was able to do A, B, C, and D, and I'm moving forward. Or when you walk in boldness and confidence, understanding that, you know, you regret some things and you can't change it, but you cast your cares and regrets onto God, you can also approach people who try to make you feel wrong or ashamed behind what happened and let them know, yeah, that happened. We worked it out. We can't go back in the past, and we talked about it. We ironed it out. We're cool now. We have an understanding. We forgave each other. This is how we're approaching this now. See, when you operate from that space of liberation, you're free. Nobody can use anything to try to bring you back down to this place where you're wallowing in pity, shame, and regret. It's not happening, no matter what happened to you. But Satan's aim is to kill, steal, and destroy our purpose, our relationships, and our identity. Just like he tried to do with Peter. Peter went out and he started fishing. And then Jesus went to go liberate him. Jesus knew he was walking in regret. But Jesus went after him. Jesus went to the very place where he was hurt. To go liberate him and set him free. Jesus let Peter know, I'm here. I'll never leave you even when you experience regret. When Jesus liberated Peter from regret, that gave Peter an extra boost in his step to go fulfill the promise Jesus stated to him before the regret. Jesus let him know, in a sense, when I met you, you were fishing. But I told you that you would fish for people. Although you had a setback and went back to what you used to do, the promise and purpose for your life still remains. I am liberating you from what is trying to distract you away from your purpose. And you will do what I said. You are liberated from regret. And when you read Luke the 5th chapter and the 22nd chapter and then John the 21st chapter, you will see the progression of Peter and how Jesus liberated him. And guess what? Jesus is doing that for us, and he's done it for us. Remember this. The promises from God still stand in your life despite the regrets you experience. Regret can send us back in our thoughts, but regret should not have the power to send us away from God. The aim is to go to God in prayer and ask him to guide you as you intentionally aim towards your purpose, living in the promise of liberated power Jesus already gave you. There are a lot of things and people trying to hold you back, but 
remain encouraged and move forward in Christ. And the scripture I would like to leave you with is Romans the 8th chapter in the 35th through the 39th verse. And it states, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And after hearing that powerful verse, we understand nothing can separate us from God's love, not even regret, not even shame. God loves you. Jesus loves you. Receive the gift of liberation today. And I want to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to visit my website, drkenitrabryant.com. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.